Hey church, it's Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together today. My confident hope is that I will in no way be ashamed, but that with complete boldness, even now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether I live or die. For to me, living is Christ and dying is gain. That's Philippians 1, 20 and 21. Do you ever go back to watch movies from your childhood and find that they just don't hold up? The special effects seem hokey, the story isn't as riveting as you remember, and you find yourself just bored, honestly. When you were a kid, it didn't take much to keep your attention. But now you're an adult with a lot going on, and it better be a good movie. One of the movies from my childhood that still holds up is Apollo 13. I think a major reason that it holds up is that it's based on true events. The Apollo 13 mission experienced a major explosion during takeoff that left the spacecraft crippled. Three astronauts were essentially left floating in space with a barely functioning spacecraft. The original goal of the mission, to land on the moon, was scrapped. Instead, it became just a fight for survival. The movie features a scene with the mission control commander, Gene Krantz, holding a meeting with all his engineers, attempting to get a handle on the situation. He draws the flight path and a return point on the chalkboard, and they realize that the spacecraft doesn't have enough power in its batteries to make it home. The whole room begins to panic. The Gene Krantz character begins to bark orders, demanding that everyone calm down. He orders them to find every person that knows anything about the spacecraft and to get them to sit down and figure out a plan to get the astronauts home. Failure is not an option, he barks as he marches out of the room. It's a great scene, just one of the many reasons that the movie is so riveting. But there's one problem. It didn't really happen that way. When I started researching the quote, failure is not an option, I stumbled on a webpage that quotes Jerry Bostick, who was actually there in the mission control room when the real Apollo 13 mission was happening. He was interviewed by the filmmakers who asked if the people in mission control ever panicked. He responded, no, when bad things happened, we just calmly laid out all of the options and failure was not one of them. We never panicked and we never gave up on finding a solution. It's a slightly different take on the quote, isn't it? In the movie, failure is not an option is barked at a group of panicking, nervous individuals in an attempt to shock them out of their fear and back into the present. It's used to get them to focus on the task at hand and block out the voice that says, we're going to die. But in reality, everyone just kept their cool and kept plodding along, working the problem as things came up. Of course they knew that failure could happen, that people could die, but they chose not to think about it and they kept on working on finding new solutions to the problems. As I look at my life, I realize that one of my big fears is failure. And not just failure, but also the embarrassment that failure brings. I don't want to look like I can't handle it. I don't want to look like I can't produce results. I don't want to look like a big flop. And when I'm not saturating myself in the word, Christ and prayer, that fear impacts my decisions at a subconscious level. I parent in a certain way, driving my kids to succeed because of what I think they say about me. As I lead my church, I'm constantly asking, does this make me look stupid? 
I've associated my self-worth and self-image with the church and my job instead of Christ. And that leads to a lot of decisions that just aren't right. It makes me push too hard, drive too fast, and forget to enjoy each day. I'm aware of this problem, but it's easy to forget and slip back into bad thinking. Recently, I was overwhelmed with a leadership decision and realized that I was scared of looking like a failure, and that was driving my fear. I was nervous that the decision would fail and I would look stupid. I knew it was the right decision, but I was still scared. But the next thing on my to-do list that day was to write this post. And the next verse in Philippians was chapter 1, 20 and 21. My confident hope is that I will in no way be ashamed, but that with complete boldness, even now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether I live or die. For to me, living is Christ and dying is gain. Failure was not an option for Paul. Paul's looking at his scenario. He's in jail. He has no control over his future. Death, real possibility. People are running around slandering his name and attempting to divide and destroy the churches he planted. But he knows that because of Christ, failure simply isn't on the table. Embarrassment isn't a thing that makes him nervous. He realizes that Christ is the one that builds his church and works his plan. And because of that, Paul can be bold. For Paul, success equals Christ being exalted, and he knows that will always happen. He can move forward without worrying about failure. That option, it's just not even on the table. It's exactly what I needed that day. I can step forward with boldness even though I don't know the future because I know that future does not contain failure. Let's pray. Dear Father, I ask for forgiveness for my fear and my lack of faith. I let worry and self-image drive me, and that's not from you. God, I choose to look at the truth, which is that you have already won all the battles that matter at the cross. I am not a failure because I'm a child of God. I am a success because Christ is glorified no matter what the future holds for me. Help me to grasp these truths in my soul and live them out. I pray that they would be what drives me just as they drove Paul. A couple things for you to think about as we close today. Number one, what fears drive you from day to day? And number two, what is the truth from Scripture about those fears? Do they hold up or melt away as you examine them through the lens of Jesus? And how can you plant the truth in your heart so that it can drive your actions instead of fear? Thanks for joining me. We'll see you next time.